Bullseye Fantasy presents another episode of Sounds Like Sam. Hey everybody, my name is Sam and I am your host of Sounds Like Sam. Today I have Buffalo Bills fan Manny returning to the show and I'll be asking him some questions about what this season meant to him, how he thinks the Bills will do versus the Chiefs in this 2020 AFC Championship game, and more. So without further ado, let's get Manny on. Hey Manny, how's it going? What's up, bro? It's uh, it's been a while. I'm doing good. Great to have you back on the show, man. Are you ready to talk some Bills football? Let's do it. All right, so my first question is, how many tables did you smash after you realized the Bills won the AFC East and ended the playoff win drought? Believe it or not, I haven't broken a table at this point. But I know, I know, I know it sounds, uh, I know it's it's hard to believe, but... uh, I feel like that'll be my proper interju- introduction into uh, into Bills Mafia, but I'm still a, I'm still a young bull. I, you know, I can't I can't put the body on the line like that. You know, in all seriousness, um, Super Bowl, I'm definitely gonna break one. You know, as far as the season, man, um, like like you said, I mean, you you DM me a couple of days ago and you told me that you know my prediction was right. I mean. I I, just, I don't know. I just had a feeling uh, McDermott and Brandon, the Bean, the Bean family, the way they've uh, the way they've just orchestrated the whole situation, starting in 2017 with, with McDermott's first pick, uh, Tre'Davious White, to now obviously Josh Allen the next year. I feel like this has been you know three year, three three years in the making, four years in the making. Everything that McDermott said he'd do, done almost everything. Um, so I feel like all that's left is winning that Super Bowl in a few weeks. But uh, I just felt like the, we've always had a lockdown defense. This year, um, not not as much, but you know we've been coming alive with them the last couple weeks. But uh, I knew as soon as we got dig, you know we were going to be a tough uh, a tough team to handle. We still got we still got two games left. I won't be celebrating too much, but uh, you know hopefully in a couple weeks we could be popping some champagne and oh, definitely all right question number two in what game did you realize this season how lethal the Diggs and allen connection was i feel like i was a little i was a little skeptical of the Diggs situation going into uh the season i knew that i knew Diggs. like i said i knew Diggs was the superstar and i knew he was going to be the piece that we needed but i was the only thing i was skeptical on was his attitude you know obviously he came in from uh he came in from Minnesota in that trade early on in 2020. You know the reports about his um, his, his relationship with with the management, also uh, Kirk Cousins. You know that all that all that was in the air, and it was a little concerning at the time, to say the least, about that situation because I felt like he, you know, I didn't know if he was going to come in and be the guy like he turned out to be, or if he was going to come in and be a diva. He did the exact opposite in that. I, I believe that he's going to. He's gonna have many more years, many more successful years in Buffalo. That 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 Allen and, and Dick connection is it looks unstoppable, it looks scary. But uh, to answer your question, I mean, week one, uh, just looking at his stats right here, week one, he tallied in uh, 86 yards on um, on eight receptions and nine targets that game. Um, I was a little. I was a little nervous. I felt like Josh wasn't going to share the share the reps because we obviously had uh, smoked. John Brown came out uh, his best season ever in 2019, so I felt like that was gonna, that connection was still going to stay hot. And obviously Beasley, and uh, we picked uh, Gabe Davis, so I felt like uh, Dig might have had to take a take a back seat, you know, for a couple of weeks. But you know, he hit the ground running. Uh, week one with 86 yards, uh, you know, decent start. Next week after that, you know, he almost doubled his stats in Miami. 
and had a uh, one touchdown and 153 yards on eight receiving yards. So I guess that week, um, uh, I, I feel like that week I knew he was the guy. That's why I just feel like this this Buffalo team is different because back in you know the early 2000s, the way I look at it, the way I look at you know the drought years, I mean it was just bad timing, bad management move. But uh, we never really had that guy. We never really had that Josh Allen type guy. Um, or, you know, the Jim Kelly type to even, you know, to, uh, to have that comparison. We never really had that standout guy. And in the same, in the same sense, in the same breath, we also never had that, you know, that number, that go-to number one wide receiver other than Lee Evans or in the early 2000s or that. I mean, we, we took, we had some tough years with, uh, some guys that didn't really pan out, you know. Sammy Watkins, Calvin Benjamin, and Tyrod Taylor, that that connection never really materialized. Um, you know, so we, we obviously had to ship some of those guys away, but you know, I feel like once we had that superstar quarterback and wide receiver connection, I knew this team was gonna be different. Regardless of what happens tomorrow or in two weeks, I love the direction that this, uh, that this team and the city is directed in. All right, my next question is, how good do you feel about the Bills' chances versus the Chiefs in this AFC Championship game on Sunday. I feel like we got a good shot. You know, the Bills, the Bills have been just manhandling teams. Uh, if you look, you if you look back at you know last week, you know that big win over for Baltimore. I mean, we just completely, completely shut uh, Lamar Jackson down, and that whole defense stopped him to three points. Granted, um, you know Lamar Jackson got knocked out of that game, but I mean, I felt like the defense did what they needed to do. Um, in order to get that win. So, I mean, this defense is pumping on all cylinders. And also, I, I want to uh, take into account that, you know, we did, we did play the, uh, we did play the Chiefs back in week six. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to leave that out of the conversation. And, you know, it, it looked like uh, it was obviously a bad game. You know, we, uh, we got it handed to us, um, you know, and it was, and even then it was still a pretty tight game. A few notable guys that were out that game included uh, Matt Milano, our starting uh, middle linebacker, by Wallace, another guy who's been making some play, Trey White, and also uh, Tremaine Edmonds. Those guys played through injuries week six. Uh, we got them back full strength. And another another key difference, Phillips, are one of our newest draft picks. Uh, I believe he was drafted last year, but he was out week six. So, I mean, with all those guys, taking all those guys into account, I feel like we got a better opportunity. And you also look at the fact that, that Pat Mahomes went down last week. You know, he had a pretty scary injury. You know, I hope he's uh, I hope he's on his way to recovery. And he looks like he's going to play. You know, I'm not... I'm not gonna sit here and uh, try to and try to pretend like he's not gonna play. You know that guy's gonna try to do everything he can to get a, a win for his team. We see a Chad Henney fighting, you know. You know then uh, the you know the the more the merrier. You know, bring them all on. But whoever it is, I feel like the Bills can, can handle any any task, any situation. You know, but when you take a look at Pat Mahomes coming off of that injury, and also the fact that they've been squeaking by the past couple weeks. And um, also the fact that before he, he went into concussion protocol, toe situation going on, you know, he wasn't looking too comfortable with his, uh, with the toe injury he was having. Um, and that, you know, just kind of directly correlates to the fact that he's under pressure, his complete, his completion percentage goes down. So, you know, if the Bills provide that pressure up front, lockdown support in the defensive backfield, I feel like we got a real shot. I got these stats for you right here. His average release time is uh, 2.5 seconds. His percentage, his completion percentage goes down extremely to 47.8% uh, when he's under pressure. So, I mean, uh, I feel like we got a good shot if we, you know, apply some pressure up front and, 
you know, going back to that week six game, Clyde Edwards-Dulaire, you know, just absolutely torched us for 200 yards that game. He's questionable this week, so I expect Clyde Edwards-Dulaire to come in thinking he's going to slash us for another 200 yards, but uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Like I said, we got some guys coming back up front, as well as our middle linebackers, and our, our defensive backfield is going to be completely stacked. So um, expect a different outcome. Um, I don't think they're going to hurt us on the ground, um, again, because we're coming back with a fresh D. And it's gonna, that's going to put a lot of pressure on Mahomes to uh, get a little, you know, to have to, uh, to, to, to get some things going with his legs as well as his arms. So uh, it's going to be a good game. Uh, no doubt about that. Yeah, I agree. Question number four. If the Bills beat the Chiefs, which NFC team remaining would you rather see them play, the Bucks or the Packers? To be honest, I just want to get I just want to get there. But if I have huh. to pick the matchup, I I I need that I I need that uh, that Brady rematch, man. You know, he he killed us. Oh, he absolutely man. just owned us for 20 years. Uh, you know, up there in New England. You know, never being able to take home a you know an AFC championship, an AFC uh, an AFC title, an AFC East title. I'm sorry. Uh, I feel like I feel like we owe him, and uh, he owes us that rematch. I love that answer. I, I would think that would be a great rematch for the Bills as well versus Tom Brady. With that said, let's go to question number five. The Bills' offense didn't run the ball a lot versus the Ravens. It's only 16 total rushes were made, nine times by Bills running backs, and the other seven by Josh Allen, the quarterback. How did you like that game plan? Do you see that as a good thing or a bad thing? Yeah, the, the run game's basically been non-existent the whole season. Um, unfortunately, I mean, it's, it's, it'd be, you know, and I think that's a, I think that's enough. That's a hole in our offense, definitely. Josh Allen can get some things playing with his legs, but, you know, I feel like, I feel like he's definitely been, he's been um, a little more tame this year as far as what he's able to do with his legs. That could be, that could be, um, McDermott's decision it could be his decision um as far as trying to stay healthy um you know scrambling at, he, he does he does make things happen with his legs but it's, I feel like it's more of a scramble to get to be able to uh, spread out the offense a little bit but as far as running we don't see him run as much as he used to um and obviously Devin Singletary is really our only option at this point with Zach Moss going down with an injury um in the uh, AFC um wild card game but um, I don't think it hurts us that much because our offense is so explosive with the amount of depth that we have at receiver and if I feel like if we need someone to make something happen on the ground Devin Singletary is perfectly capable enough um, or I mean we do have some other options putting everything on Josh Allen's shoulders you know we have one of the best quarterbacks in the league, so I feel like they just said, you know, here's the ball, go make something happen. So I don't think it's going to really affect us too much. I feel like we're going to expose the uh, Kansas City secondary. I don't believe, I don't believe they have what it takes to shut down all the options we have because the way our, the way our wide receiver core is set up, the message is out there. You know, Diggs is the best receiver in the NFL right now, uh, possibly the best receiver left in these playoffs. So. Um, you know the message is out there, and it's and the game plan is for every team up to playing the Bills is stop big, stop big. Um, 
but when you stop what what does it take to, exactly so what does it take to stop digs the double team well you know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna slash you for 200 yards with the with the best slot receiver in the league and cole beasley uh-huh. or you know if 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 that guy's covered up you know we're gonna we're gonna hit you with with twinkle toes gabriel davis and if not you know smoke's gonna burn you for uh, a 100 yard uh, phase so i mean we got options, man, so they're going to have to bring it as well. All right, question six. On offense, who besides Allen and Diggs are you most excited to watch in this AFC Championship game? It's probably going to be John Brown, a breakout game tomorrow because he had, you know, he had a decent game last week and he's coming off of uh, coming off a leg injury. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the whole season he's played, the whole season kind of been plagued with injuries. It's kind of been a, it, it was, it was a slow season with him. He wasn't really able to get it going because of that injury, mm-hmm. which gave, you know, a lot of opportunities to, uh, Cole Beasley. But I mean, I feel like he's a hundred percent at this point. So I just feel like he's going to go crazy tomorrow. All right. Final question. What is your score prediction for the AFC championship game? I think somewhere along the lines of 31-20 for the Bills, obviously. Hey, Manny, thanks for giving me all your answers. I really appreciate it. Do you have anything else you want to add? Um, yeah, I wanted to get your take on the uh, wide receiver situation in Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, when they took, you know, your, when your team fell to the Browns a couple weeks ago, it was that there was a lot of drama surrounding um, Chase Playpool and, and Juju. Juju. Uh, and leading up to that game, you know, Juju had his thing with the uh, the TikTok, the TikTok situation. And Claypool was, uh, you know, made his comments about the Browns. So, you know, I just want to see what your, what your take is on, you know, those guys moving forward. Do you feel like we have potentially another Antonio Brown situation? Or, um, you know, what do you think is going to happen? And also, Ben, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of things up in the air over there. So I just want to I just want to know what your how how you feel about your team looking forward. Oh, yeah. uh, Yeah, definitely. You know, in my opinion, for Juju and his dances, it doesn't really matter to me uh, what he does as long as he comes to the field and brings his A game. And that's kind of how I felt with. Uh, Antonio Brown, I mean, granted, I didn't realize he was crazy, uh, as he actually is. So, kudos for the Steelers for keeping AB under wraps and and that whole mess. But, and going to your point about, is Juju gonna be, like, crazy? Like, does this make him crazy? No. I, I just think it's who he is. He, he likes to have fun. He's trying to be a social media star. So he's going to go out and do these things that are not really controversial, but I guess for football, kind of like in terms of sportsmanship, maybe not, not like the best, but in terms of him, his playing ability, it's still there. I, I just feel like to me, I would rather see him more focused on football rather than uh, expanding his YouTube and Fortnite skills and the TikTok followers. So football should always come first, <laughs> at least to me, when it comes to the Steelers. So as long as he makes that his new focus, that should be fine. Will I think they keep him? That's that's contra- that, that might be interesting to see what happens. I think, to be honest, uh... Chase Claypool was his replacement 
that's kind of why they picked him. They they picked him early, and this year, this this past year was kind of a look and see if he could even make the jump. And to me, it was pretty clear he did make the jump to the NFL, and I think he's going to be a rising star. Uh, they just need to get him the ball more, and that's kind of what they weren't doing at the beginning, and what they tried doing a little bit more at the end. Seeing as how he might be his replacement, they maybe will go in a different direction than Juju. But yeah, I I I don't really have a problem with what they said in terms of like the Cleveland Browns because honestly, from a Steeler fan, that's what I thought as well. Like I didn't think they were gonna make it the Steelers. I thought that was gonna be an easy win just because the Steelers have so much playoff experience with not only Tomlin as the coach, but with Big Ben and uh, some of the other players as well. So it was really it was really upsetting as a Steeler fan. So I can see that why they they made those comments. But yeah, um, I, I don't have a problem with those at all. In fact, I, I was saying them to myself like, oh, the, the Browns are just the Browns. I, I, will, I, I will say though that the Browns have acquired a lot of talent on that team so their GMs have done a really good job but I just thought management would screw them up but they their their coaching did a good job and they stuck to their game plan and just executed and didn't make any turnovers where the whereas the Steelers just made a bunch of turnovers mostly due to Big Ben so and then concerning Big Ben his future with the Steelers as long as he can play at a high level I think they're going to keep him around the problem might be that he, he might have to take a pay cut but I, I don't see why they wouldn't keep him another year um, if he can turn out another good season but he, he can't fall apart at the end like he did this year so that is why I'm, I think they might be looking towards a guy like maybe Mac Jones or trading for a guy like Carson Wentz well, hey, Manny, thanks so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, for all the listeners out there, thanks so much for listening. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to contact me on my Twitter or Instagram account, Apples I Fantasy. Uh, to like and share this podcast would be great. And to stream this podcast wherever you get your podcasts would be excellent. So subscribe, share, refer. <laughs> That would all be great. Thanks again for listening. Peace.